This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Joined by Mary Lucas from Transitions Life Care. Here's your host, Jason Kong. Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. News, talk, traffic. Good afternoon to you. I'm Jason Kong and I've the pleasure of being here with Sam Peterson representing Transitions Life Care. We've given Mary the day off. Sam, how yeah, are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. That's excellent. That's what we like to hear. And we've got a lot to get to today. And we're going to be talking a lot about self-care here to kick off the show. And we're going to have a wonderful discussion. And we've brought on Whitney Brooks. Whitney uh, has doesn't have an official title, but she's given us one to introduce her with. And that is a healthy aging coach and healthy aging cheerleader, which we really love to hear. Whitney, thank you so much for joining us today. You bet. Whitney, we're so excited to have you here today. And we're going to talk about kind of some things all self-care today. Um, but before we dive into that, maybe we should first talk about feelings first. You know, we some of us, we don't like to talk about our feelings and some of us do. Mm. Um, I feel like we're having COVID whiplash right now. I'm sure everyone's feeling the same, a little bit of deja vu. Uh, the stage we're in now, the pandemic is really feeling a lot harder than it did at the beginning. I know a lot of us are feeling that. Vaccines were out this spring. We were all feeling really optimistic. Stuff was opening back up. Summer was coming. Um, And then Delta hit us. So why are we feeling this now more anxious and depressed versus happy to be getting back out there? Are we alone in these feelings? I certainly don't think we're alone in these feelings. And you bring up such a good point and a good question. Why does this why does it feel like whiplash? And I think it's because we had that we had that uptick in that feeling of optimism. It's like we could see it; it was it within reach, and then someone swiped the ball out of our hands, mm-hmm. and now we're just you know tumbling back down. And it it's, feels extra hard now. So th- there are a lot of feelings of pessimism and um, just you know, gosh, how do, how do, not necessarily how do I get out of this, but how do we get out of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. I can say I've, I've taken on maybe a little bit more of a negative attitude than I'd like to have. And I'd like to kind of equate it to I'm a little short on patience these days. <laughs> uh, but you sure. know, we feel a lot of uncertainty going away. And you know, now we're kind of going back into that same place. Should we be getting used to this fluctuation in uncertainty? Or how do we start looking forward, maybe being a little more positive? I really think it starts with how we treat each other and how we communicate with each other Mm -hmm. because I think that's part of what's playing into this idea of our patients wearing thin and Mm -hmm. it's really affecting how how we spend our time around each other or or with each other and how we communicate with each other and we're we're losing that use the word patience it's patience and also a sense of kindness Mm -hmm. and understanding and compassion. And I think if we can start to work that back into some of our conversation, then it will help us get to where we need to be. That is so true. And I, you know, I kind of feel it when I'm out and about these days, it just feels like everyone's kind of skating on on very thin ice these days. Um, 
And we know that this whole pandemic has been really hard on everyone's nervous system. It's been a really long time going at this point. Um, the crisis of this pandemic at first, you know, it really had us on a high to help out everyone and fight this. But now we're all really drained. Um, and self-care mm-hmm. is something that we really should be focusing on now, I think, more than ever. You know, we've all seen the words self-care out there. Um, it's definitely really catchy, hot phrase right now. Um, you know, I know a lot of think people talk about it. Is this just a kind of millennial or Gen Z craze? You know, Jason and I were just talking. My sister's 24 and, you know, I'm learning all her lingo. Uh, and she's always talking about self-care, self-care. So is this something that's really more like a millennial Gen Z craze or fad? I think, you know, it is such a trend right now, that term self-care, and we do see it popping up a lot in social media, and it's you see the term self-care on magazine covers when you're in the checkout line. Mm-hmm. I do think it extends beyond millennials and Gen Z, and that it needs to. Um, but I think where the issue is is that we talk, we kind of talk around self-care a lot. Like we see that term, but what does it really mean and how do we really incorporate that into our lives? And that's, I think that's the real question is not just kind of talking around it, but actually incorporating it. Right. So how and when would you first start to think about your own personal needs at this point in incorporating self-care in your life? Oh, gosh, it's one of those things where, you know, that you say, when, when should I start it? Mm, yesterday? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um I, I talk to so many people who um, use use the phrase, you know, the phrase um, "secure your own oxygen mask before you put on some before you help someone else put on theirs." Mm-hmm. And I hear that a lot in terms of how we incorporate self care into our lives. And the issue with that, in terms of timing, is that that to me indicates a sense of desperation. And it would be so wonderful if we can get to a place where we're proactively incorporating a sense of self-care and taking care of ourselves so that when we get to those fight or flight moments, we, we really can just like stop, press pause and sort of resituate before we move forward. That is so true. And I, you know, I can speak for myself. I definitely will let myself sometimes get to a boiling point before I'll let myself take a pause. And, and that affects the people around me too. <laughs> so, you know, sure. we're all running around like crazy right now, taking care of our loved ones, mm-hmm. our jobs. The news is stressful enough at this point. How do you even make time for yourself? I think it's funny that you mentioned the news because um, I'll use myself as an example. Mm -hmm. I know that one way that I make time for myself, and and I'm going to say time and space, one of of my pieces of self-care is knowing when to take something out of my life. Yes. And right now that's that's the news. Same. I don't mean that I don't watch the news (laughs) ever. I don't read the news, but I can feel myself getting sucked into something and I can feel my attitude changing. And I know that for my own self-care, when I start feeling that, that's the the flag being raised, hey, just click that window off of your screen or or close that page in the newspaper or turn off that channel on the TV and, and move towards something more uplifting. That is so true. You know, I had to do that for myself back at the very impetus of the pandemic because naturally Mm -hmm. I can be a bit of an anxious person sometimes my husband would verify that I worry about a lot of things that don't need to be worried about 
But I like to say, who else is going to worry about it? Because it certainly isn't you. Uh, so for myself, for my personal sanity, you know, I did find myself, I was getting sucked into the news. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? We're all going to, you know, everyone's mm. going to get sick. This is so awful. And I just had to really take a step back and disconnect from my own mental health and for the others around me. So I wasn't stressing them out too. And it really made a, a big difference for me. Um, you know, I was still, of course, consuming information that I needed. But for me, you know, I was able to rely more on what I was getting from my work, working in healthcare and, and kind of filtering out some of that background noise because it was just too much. And I've kind of maintained that up until now. It's been very helpful for me because I would be a basket case if I didn't turn off the news every now and then. <laughs> I hear you. So internally, how do you address some of your personal needs? Well, it's taken a while for me to figure out what what works for me and also what doesn't. And I think, you know, it's really important to know what doesn't work for you. Um, or I'm, I'm, it's been important for me to learn what doesn't work for me. Um, but I know, for instance, that stepping outside and getting literal fresh air is, is really helpful and taking a walk. And sometimes that means taking a walk and listening to music or listening to a podcast in, in a way, that's a distraction, but it's a healthy distraction for me. Mm -hmm. It gives me something else to think about that's unrelated to what I might have been doing when I felt the need to step outside. Um, and also just moving my body. So getting out, walking, moving my body, those two, two things combined play a big piece of my self-care routine. Um, and I always get, get back to either home or wherever I was when I set off for my walk and I feel so much better. And it's mm -hmm. hard to explain. It's hard to explain kind of the magic that happens during that time away, but it really does work for me. Big key of that is making sure that you're self-aware when it comes to your self-care, you know, trying to recognize that uh, maybe when your anxiety or nervousness is a bit heightened or when you're getting angry, realizing those triggers, but also realizing what helps you release and what helps uh, form a nice distraction or an alternative way to kind of ease your mind. Being aware of those things and knowing uh, the balance between those is, is pretty important. Well, we've got plenty more that we want to discuss with Whitney. Whitney Brooks, is a, she calls herself a healthy aging coach and Healthy Aging Cheerleader, which we love. And we're going to continue our conversation with her right after this. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. News, talk, traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF with your hosts, Mary Lucas and Jason Kong. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. If you ever want to find more information about Transitions Life Care, be sure to go online to transitionslifecare.org, transitionslifecare.org. Jason Kong here with Sam Peterson. Our guest on the line is Whitney Brooks, and we're talking all about self-care today, Sam. 
So, yeah, we've been talking all things self-care, and we mentioned earlier how it's really a big buzzword these days. Uh, And I know a lot of us, as we're browsing social media, we can see a lot of people out there, you know, self-care, self-care day, hashtag self-care, looking like you're doing it. But what does it really look like when nobody is looking? Mm, I love this question because... (laughs) It is so trendy, and it is, yes, hashtag everything. Um, And so as I've been thinking about this, I've really been, I've come to a realization that, and that is this, self-care has an image problem. Mm -hmm. We hear that term, we see that term, but what does it really mean? And just like you asked, what does self-care look like when no one else is looking? And so I've kind of renamed it to self-comfort. And what is self-comforting? And I think that makes us pause and really think about what, what do we really do to take comfort for ourselves? Part of the difference for, for me is that, and I think for other people, a lot of times if you, if you just mention the term self-care in open conversation, usually one of the first responses you'll get is, oh, I don't have the time or money to go to the spa and get a massage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And massage is great. It's all fine and good. And I would love to go get a massage myself every week. I don't (laughs) remember the last time I got one. Um, So that doesn't fall into the self-care bucket for me and for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. That's outreach for a lot of folks. And so I think we need to think in more simple terms what is within our reach, what is within our grasp that we can do, and we don't have to tell the whole world about it. We don't have to post it to Instagram stories to tick the box and show that we really did do our self-care tour for the day. And um, I think that it just brings a different set of internal checks and balances. Mm -hmm. You know, reading can be self-care for people, but do you have to go online and tell everyone that you did it in order for it to count? You know, so it's really about figuring out what is it and then what is that healthy balance to to really allow self-care or self-comfort to to take take effect, mm-hmm. be effective. And I, I love that term self-comforting. I think that's a lot more all-encompassing than self-care because, you know, I'm definitely, I always, my first thought for self-care was, oh, like, you know, I'll go get my hair done, get my nails done, go get a massage, you know, do a face mask. And and it, it really is so much more than just that. And I love you mentioning too that, you know, do you really have to share about it? Are you really self-caring, self-comforting mm. for yourself if you're blasting it everywhere on social media? Um, and you mentioned, you know, some great other alternatives for self-care, self-comforting, like going outside, moving, reading a book. Um, share with us some other forms of self-care that people may not, you know, think of immediately that they can engage in. Well, to think of it in simple terms, if you're wondering what could be a self-care practice for you, ask yourself a different question, and it's this. What what brings you comfort? What brings you joy and small joys? What's fun for you? So for me, cooking is really fun and it's a way for me to get out of my head. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm not a, a fancy sous chef. <laughs> um, I can make a great chicken noodle soup and I take a lot of comfort in that and it's fun for me. I feel like I've done something productive 
and it's I have to focus on that while I'm doing it. So I'm not thinking about whatever might be rattling, rattling around in the back of my head causing stress or anxiety. So um, cooking, if there's some form of exercise or movement that, that's fun or enjoyable or um, maybe it's I mean, for some people, it's it's watching TV. I know a lot of people have taken comfort in watching Ted Lasso because it's so positive and <laughs> uplifting and, you know, not what you're used to seeing on social media or TV these days. And so it really is all about what, um, you know, maybe it's some form of creativity, some form of art. A lot of people say, well, I'm not artistic. It, it doesn't matter. Just do what brings you joy and and really simple joys simple joys make it easy and stress-free or mm-hmm. as stress-free as possible. <laughs> that is so true. I, like I find for myself that a lot of things that self-comfort me it, are things that take my mind off of whatever's kind of nagging me. Um, I think I've talked about uh, previously on the show that I ordered on Amazon a paint-by-numbers kit, but it's it's an adult version. You know, it's a fancy elevated mm. version of a paint-by-numbers where you can upload yeah. a picture and they'll send you a whole kit. And for me, it's just something I can really like sit down and do and check my brain out in a way. And it just, you know, I get a pretty picture out of it, hopefully when it's all done. Um, it, it's so things I think that really can take your mind off what's, what's really nagging at you are, are so helpful. Yeah. That's such a great point, and I'll give you another example. Yeah. So I love music, and at night, right before I go to bed, the last thing I do is brush my teeth, and I always take my, I have a, just a little Bluetooth speaker, and I, I take it into the bathroom with me, and I just pull up a playlist that I've made, and I have, it, the amount of time that it takes me to brush my teeth, I get to hear one song, and so I pick a song that I really like, and I'll even sometimes find myself just kind of bopping around the bathroom <laughs> while I'm brushing my teeth. And so I'm ending my day on a positive note, and it's a little bit silly, and that's a good thing for me. And um, like I said, simple, simple, simple and, and joyful. I love that. And also a good timer to make sure you're brushing your teeth for those full two minutes. <laughs> yes. Certainly. So I want to dive into social media just a little bit more. Um, You know, social media is so caught up on what everyone else wants to see. We live in a society where everyone likes to kind of one up each other on social media or give advice maybe on what they should be doing. Uh, How do you step Mm -hmm. out of that unhealthy comparison? Oh, it it has. I think it has to become a habit. because of the nature of social media and, you know, research has shown that social media, social media really truly does have addictive qualities to it. It's unfortunately, it's not as simple as just one time deciding like, Oh, I'm just going to check out of that notion. I think it really has to become a habit and recognizing, learning to recognize when you feel those feelings of kind of the comparison trap and, um, or not being good enough and feeling the need to show your self-care online because you've got to one-up someone mm-hmm. else um, or make sure that you're participating in the game. Once you start to recognize that and can check out, um, I think that can be really helpful and really healthy. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know I'm very guilty of being a little bit addicted to social media. I can find myself scrolling Instagram. And unfortunately, I'm on a bit of a TikTok kick where I can get on there and then <laughs> an hour has passed. <laughs> uh, and you know, I know um, some people, I've heard people talk about, too, that there's certain apps or things you can do on your phone where you can lock some of those social media apps for certain hours or times yeah. of day. So it'll it'll literally force you, which I think is something maybe I need to look into. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know those are some, some options out there for folks to look into if you kind of forcing yourself to step away and step back because – you know, I know for me, I just, I can't even get on Facebook anymore. It's just so, it's exhausting to sit there and read through everybody. Mm -hmm. um, so I've just kind of almost, I'm, I'm almost, I'm very close to just deleting it because it's really not serving me at this point. It's hard. You know, it's, it's, I'm saying it's hard. It's, mm -hmm. it's easy to get sucked into that and just, um, just like you said, where did that hour go? <laughs> and just keep taking in that information. One piece leads to another, to another, to another. And so it, e it is easy to get, um, get on that Ferris wheel and just keep going around and around. And then it's, it's hard. It's a challenge to pull yourself away from that because it always seems like you're going to miss something. Um, and it is, it can feel like it's just a nice, mindless activity, something you don't really have to think about that you're doing for a little while. But then, like you said, that little while turns into an hour mm -hmm. or an hour plus. And then we also think about what's, what's happening on the sidelines, sort of out of view while we're sitting on our phones letting the world go by. And, um, and so that's a tough, that's, that's the world we live in. That's what makes it so mm -hmm. tough. It is tough. And oftentimes, you know, when you fall into that social media hole, you know, at least for me, I, I, I've tried to really limit it because, you know, I just found myself afterwards saying, well, you know, I don't feel any better than I did before this. You no. know, in fact, I, I'm maybe even a little bit more upset or agitated than before. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going to, you know, step away from this or, or why am I doing this? And, you know, why every time that I have, you know, 30 seconds of downtime, do I unlock my phone and try and scroll through something real fast when there, there's really no point to it. But again, that's that's part of being aware of yourself and making sure that uh, the actions that you're taking are, are in your best interest. But we've got a few more questions for Whitney, I hope. Uh, Whitney, I, I realize we're taking up a lot of your time. Do you have one more segment that you can spend with us? Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much. Well, uh, stick around. We're going to take a quick break here, but we're going to continue our conversation on self-care with Whitney Brooks, and we really appreciate her time. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. News, talk, traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. 60 minutes devoted to giving you all the information you need when caring for a loved one with Mary Lucas and Jason Kong. If you have questions for the show, you can email agingmatters at transitionslifecare.org. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News. 
Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Sam Peterson. Mary Lucas is out today, but she will be back with us next week. And we are speaking with Whitney Brooks, and we're having a a really interesting conversation all about self-care. And uh, this is something that we've discussed is uh, becoming a more and more popular term, but it's also a very important concept. You know, we like to relate things back to caregiving and making sure that uh, we're taking care of ourselves as well as uh, those that we also need to take care of. But uh, Sam, there's there's a couple more aspects that we want to hit on and maybe even some tips because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as we've alluded to, self-care isn't just, you know, posting something on social media saying, hey, all, all good here. I'm great. You know? No, definitely not. <laughs> uh, it, and it's definitely more than just, you know, a mental aspect, too. So, Whitney, can you talk to us a little bit about the physical aspects of self-care and the mind-body connection? Yes. This is one of my favorite topics because when we think about um, feelings of anxiety or um, depression, any kind of, you know, feelings that that keep us down and also keep us feeling flustered and um, really tight inside, being able to move your body frees something up for those feelings to work their way out. Um, I mean, it's not a a quick cure-all every single time, but it is helpful and if, if people can make a pattern of moving and learning to recognize when they feel a sense of anxiety to get moving, um, I, I know, of course, environment is really important and mm-hmm. we can't always run outside to take a walk around the block, but maybe we can take a walk around the cubicles or um, walk to the bathroom and back, get a different environment in terms of just change your scenery a little bit and um, move your body and that really does help it really truly helps it gets your breath moving and it helps people lose lose slash unlock that sense of tension and, and tension is very physical and mental mm, it definitely is I know when I feel myself you know when I'm getting very anxious or having a lot of anxiety I definitely have a lot of physical side effects too. you know, my that heart rate elevates, mm-hmm. I just feel so overwhelmed. And I, you know, we talk about moving around, I'm, I'm a big proponent, I've got my, um, my faux Peloton that I talk about a little bit, I kind of have a, a setup where I use the app and a fake bike. But, <laughs> you know, we always, there's always, that, there's always that great uh, legally bond joke, you know, endorphins make you happy, happy people don't kill their husbands. Um, and it, you know, for yeah. me, even if I can just move around for like 10 minutes in a day, it makes it really does make me feel so much better. Um, just kind of getting that moving takes my mind off of things like we've talked about, um, and just kind of get some of those good endorphins in there. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk to you about the, you know, we've talked about so many different types of self-care. Um, so really, what's the balance of these different types? How can you set up something that works best for you? It's a process. And I think it's, it's a never-ending process because our needs change and our situations change. But I think it's, it starts with Learning and recognizing what feels good to you, and again, what brings you some semblance of comfort. And, of course, that's going to be different for every single person we ask. Um, but I think we know, we know that feeling inside. And so if we start to think about that feeling and what makes us feel that way and start to put those things, like add them to our arsenal, so to speak, then we can keep them within reach. 
and really being mindful of what those things are, how we can keep them near us, how we can keep things in our tool bag that we're able to use when no one's looking, and or things we are able to use when people are looking because sometimes those are the moments when we need self-care most. If we're in a tense situation, mm-hmm. if it's a meeting or phone call, um, we can't get up and take a walk. Uh, that's not an option. So learning to use breathing tools, like how to just breathe in and out a little slower, a little longer, and you can do that without someone noticing. So just sort of building, adding to that tool bag in a way that you can have things right right within your reach when you need them. And for some folks, that is going to be the day trip to the spa to get some <laughs> massage. And maybe that's once a year, once every five years. But um, you know, it's different for everyone. But it is, I do think it, it all comes back to paying attention to what instills a sense of comfort inside and then building out from there. That is so true. So I want to talk a little bit about anxiety management. And I'm I'm interested to learn some some tips here. So I hope, you know, for those listening, if you're at home, get out a pen and pad and get ready to take some notes. (laughs) Because we're going to talk (laughs) about anxiety management. So we know that this pandemic, you know, it really doesn't seem like it's ending anytime soon. We've got new variants hanging around out there. You know, things are changing every day. What's the best way for us to navigate all of this uncertainty behind it? Mm, Such a good question. Mm -hmm. The idea of boundaries comes to mind. Figuring out what your healthy boundaries are, and those are not going to be the same for everybody. Um, And sometimes we don't recognize what needs to be a boundary until after the fact, And that can be a good thing because we can learn from that and then put a boundary into place. And I'll give you an example. Um, You know, we're on information overload as it relates to, well, everything that's going on in the world, but especially with with COVID-19. And we hear about it everywhere we go. We see it everywhere we go. Are you wearing a mask? Are you not wearing a mask? How do you talk about that with your friends and your family and people who disagree with Mm -hmm. you? And there's a lot of anxiety that comes from not just that conversation, but the anticipation of that conversation. And then if it does or doesn't go well, how you feel after that conversation. Mm -hmm. So thinking about whether you even want to participate in that conversation. And if you do, putting some healthy boundaries about around that. And if you don't want to participate in that conversation, putting some boundaries around that and and learning to, when you feel that anxiety, because we feel anxiety kind of creeping up before, you know, it doesn't just hit us every single time. Like, use the term whiplash earlier. A lot of times that's how it happens, but a lot of times it kind of sneaks up on us. And we're in the thick of it before we realize we can do something mm-hmm. about it. And I think that's why boundaries can be really helpful in terms of taking a proactive stance, keeping anxiety at bay. Mm-hmm. Um, but also some simple things like uh, we talked about breathing, learning how to slow your breathing and counting internally. Maybe you count to five as you breathe in and also count to five as you breathe out. And you can do that without someone having any idea what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've heard, I've never tried this, 
but because um, I don't always have access to it. But really, it all comes down to com- coming up with a way to distract yourself or distract the anxiety. And so, one thing I've heard is to hold on to something really cold, like grab an ice cube, and focus on how that feels in your hand. Because what you're trying to do is distract the part of your brain that is that is really sending out the the you know sending up the flare, so to speak. Um, and if you can do something to drown that out, then it really does help minimize your anxiety. Mm, that is so true. And, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned setting boundaries because I'm a big proponent of setting boundaries. I think it's it's the only way you can keep yourself from going nuts. Um, and I really had to do that, you know, in my everyday day-to-day with my work, I'm inundated with all things COVID, COVID-related. So, By the end of the day, I'm exhausted, and it's the last thing I want to talk about with anybody. So I had to set those boundaries with my friends and family, especially that, look, I don't don't want to engage in this conversation. I talk about it all day, every day. I need a break. When I'm coming to talk to you, let's just not talk about it. Let's find other things to talk about. Perfect example. And, and, And to your point, you know, boundaries... Boundaries aren't always easy. In fact, they're usually not easy. Um, I think if boundaries were easy, we'd have a lot more of them. That's so true. um, But they are, they're there to keep us safe and um, they can really be, really be helpful. Yeah, those are some great tips, Whitney. Thank you so much for your time today. This was very, very helpful. If if folks want to learn more about you, is there a way to do that? Sure. You can visit my website. It is www.m as in mom, s as in sam, whitneybrooks.com. Very good. mswhitneybrooks.com. That's how you can find more information about Whitney. Whitney, again, we really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for all the insight and the tips. This, this was wonderful. This was a treat. Thank you both so much. It was certainly our pleasure. We're taking a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. News, talk, traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. Joined by Mary Lucas from Transitions Life Care. Here's your host, Jason Kong. Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF News Talk traffic. Don't forget, you can always find more information on Transitions Life Care online at transitionslifecare.org, transitionslifecare.org. Jason Kong here with Sam Peterson. And Sam, we're switching gears here a bit, and we're going to explore the topic of senior recreation centers. And we are very pleased to welcome into the show Tori Blackmar. Tori is the manager of adult and senior programs for the town of Garner, and she also manages the Garner Senior Center. Tori, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to talking to you. And, you know, we got to give a little bit of behind the scenes information. Yes. Tori is the aunt of Mary, and, you know, we won't. We won't get you to give us I'm all the, the secrets. I'm the favorite. No, I'm not the favorite. I'm the fun aunt. The fun aunt. <laughs> That's the best yes. best role to be. That's what I like my title I'm to be is the fun aunt. aunt. Yes. Someone's got to do it. 
<laughs> and she can talk me into doing things like getting on the radio with her. So. <laughs> <laughs> Always a persuasive thing to do. <laughs> well, Tori, we're so glad to have you on here. I know in my role at Transitions, I've actually learned a lot about senior centers in the um, six years I've been with them and the ones in my area. And I think a lot of people don't realize all of the things that they offer for folks. So first, just tell us a little bit about yourself and the Garner Senior Center. Well, um, I have been at the Garner Senior Center for 21 years. Wow. Um, it's, <laughs> uh, and the Senior Center has been in, in operation for uh, 30, about 30 years now. Um, so uh, the senior, senior Center in Garner was built by an initiative um, of residents, from residents that were raising money, and they wanted to have a place to come out and dance and play bingo and eat lunch. Mm-hmm. Well, that that um, population has certainly evolved and what we do now is more um, of uh, we have a partnership with Meals on, Meals on Wheels and Resources for Seniors and we have a, a arsenal of programs we offer 150 programs a month Wow! Um, we have about 1500 members um, this is an active adult center so people 55 and older um, but we have our oldest participant that will be here this afternoon playing bingo is 100 years old. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Got to get that bingo in. Oh, yeah. Can you, you talk to, to us? Keep the bingo. I know, yeah. right? I mean, regardless. I mean, we can have horticulture classes, Tai Chi and Qigong, but you have to keep bingo <laughs> yes, and bridge. Absolutely. Those are staples. Can you talk to us? I know you mentioned some of those other amenities um, and programs. Can you talk us through some of the programs that the Garner Senior Center offers? Yeah, so in partnership with Resources for Seniors and Meals on Wheels, like I said, um, the Senior Center is run by the Parks and Recreation Department in the town of Garner. Um, senior, center, senior, senior centers across the state are run by different in different areas. Some are run by county, some are run by, um, by um, council on aging, nonprofits, but we're run by Parks and Recreation. So we work in partnership with Resources for Seniors, which is our council on aging, mm-hmm. Um, to provide um, information referral for their agency, um, to, put, to link people, uh, put people in contact with ser- uh, services they need, such as like legal aid, uh, insurance information for seniors. Um, we have support groups that are sponsored by resources for seniors. We handle the fun stuff, the recreation, the, the dance classes, and the trips. And resources for seniors handles all the the additional things that can pe- keep people independent and living um, independently in their homes. Awesome. So, I mean, really a lot more than just showing up for bingo every afternoon. There's some some really great resources that senior centers can offer for folks. Right. And after um, COVID, we really realized how much um, the facility is needed and how much how much the interaction is needed people you know retire and they a lot of times they don't know what what to do with themselves and so we're I find my role very important in in linking people with new hobbies and um, interests and we try to offer something for everyone that regardless if you tried something before or not you know Mm -hmm. we have dance classes but we have an intro to dance class so that you can come in and learn how to do things before you actually go into the classes so we want to make make it accessible to everyone that's awesome i know you mentioned earlier um one of the other programs you partner with is meals on wheels can you talk to us a little bit about how that works yeah so uh meals on wheels uh has a has always had a congregate meal um on site the food is brought in from the interfaith food shuttle and it's served um 
it served to about six, we have 60 to 80 people that meet here on a, we, this is pre-COVID, of mm-hmm. course. Um, they are not meeting currently, but um, re, they are coming back hopefully in October or uh, hopefully in October. Um, currently, they're providing five frozen meals and one home-cooked meal each week. Today is Wednesday, and they'll be picking. They'll be coming through the parking lot and picking up their meal for the week. Awesome. Their meals for the week. Um, but that partnership is very important. It gives people an opportunity to socialize a little bit more and not just, um, you know, during a period of time, being able to just sit down. So people that are less active, they can come to the meals program. Yeah, such an awesome option. And if someone were interested in signing up for that, how should they go about that? So the best way to do that right now is to call the main office of Meals on Wheels. Their telephone number is 919-833-1749. And they can offer, uh, they can ask to be on the list for the Garner Nutrition site. Um, I know that the Active Adult Center in Raleigh um, at Five Points, they have a a Meals on Wheels program that has started back. They've renamed it and rebranded it. It's called the Friendship Cafe now. And they um, they have entertainment and uh, special activities that happen from between 10 and 12 each day. Oh, awesome. That sounds like a good time. So can you talk to us about um, your weekly schedule highlights or ways you can get involved? Sure. Um, Just to give you an idea of what's going on here today, we have chair fitness going on. We have about 30 people very spaced out in our largest space (laughs) um, with masks on. We We are under mask mandate. Um, and we have a soul urban line dance class that was a little bit too big to be here, so we moved it into the new recreation center across the street. Um, they are, uh, there's about 28 people that come to that. Um, our normal schedule, though, we have indoor walking every day. Um, it's a, you know, climate control, a little bit easier on the bones to <laughs> walk inside. Nicer um, these days, too. Yeah. Um, we have uh, senior fitness classes that we've had to modify a little bit for um, because of the mask mandate. We have circuit training. We have a, a small fitness room. We have a three-quarter size gym um, that people play basketball and pickleball on. If you're not familiar with pickleball, you should. Oh, my you know dad is a pickleball, pickleball fiend. We, this is the, the, the era of pickleball. So, um, And we just opened up this recreation center with the Parks and Recre- Recreation Department, and there are up to six pickleball courts inside over there. So we're hoping to spread the love a little bit and send some pickleball over to the new rec center (laughs) (laughs) Um, to open up some space for us over here. Absolutely. And I know I wanted to touch to, you mentioned some precautions you guys are taking, like a mask mandate for the centers. What other precautions are you currently taking for programming there? Well, we had to really consider, you know, is it we, the mass mandate was the um, primary thing, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, but what what are we doing here? Is it really to keep people safe? So we, you know, we uh, also are asking people to distance. We're not as strict as we have been before. Mm-hmm. You know, we were marking off the floor and um, having people wait and time, but we are asking people to use their own judgment and um, and distance themselves. And we are trying to set up rooms so that it's. Um, a little bit more friendly for that. Uh, we have had to turn. We have had to cancel a few programs, but we've tried to keep everything going. Um, mostly card games because you can't social distance and and play a card games. But we have gone to the extent of putting card tables out under the breezeway so people can come and play. 
Um, so we're doing everything we can to keep our programs going. Very good. And Tori, if folks want to find more information about the Garner Senior Center, what's the best way to do that? Well, we if you want to check out some of our programs before you even come in, we have a YouTube channel. Um, we have done virtual programming. Um, it's under Garner Senior Center. We have a great Facebook page, again, Garner Senior Center. And then um, you can find our schedule at w, well garnernc.gov, and if you'll find the Senior Center link there. Perfect. She is Tori Blackmar, Manager of Adult and Senior Programs for the Town of Garner, and she also manages the Garner Senior Center as well. Tori, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it, and you know, we really appreciate you keeping Mary in line for all these years. Mm-hmm. We, we, we give you all the credit, <laughs> yes. okay? Thanks so much. Sorry, I was a little nervous in the beginning, but now I'm I'm a seasoned um, radio person, I guess. Yes, awesome. we'll, that just means we'll have to have you back on. Exactly. You, oh, you are now a friend of the show, and be careful. We may be calling you every Saturday here going <laughs> forward. We have run out of time on today's show. I want to thank our guests for joining us, and I want to thank you for listening as well. Don't forget, you can always go to WPTF.com, click on the podcast section. There you'll find Aging Matters, and you can listen to a replay of this show as well as all the other shows that we've done dealing with Aging Matters. On behalf of Sam Peterson, I am Jason Kong, thanking you for listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. You've been listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. For more information, log on to transitionslifecare.org.